Hey, welcome to Talk Alchemy. I'm your host, Tyler. It's really great to have you guys here listening today. I am so excited to start this project with all of you. It's going to be an incredible journey. I can promise that. Uh, you know, I've really been interested in podcasts for a really long time now. And I just said to myself, you know, I really have to start a podcast. I really have to start a podcast. So, you know, this was a passion project of mine that I've been thinking about for a really long time. Um, you know, I'm the kind of person, let's tell you a little bit about myself. My name's Tyler, like I said, and I live in New York City at the moment. Uh, I'm a Brooklyn native, and my mind is full of weird, strange, far-out ideas. I mean, everything under the sun. I am interested in philosophy, in technology, in mathematics. I'm interested in biology. I mean, anything you can name, art, history, I'm all about it. And the weirder, the stranger, the more out there the territory of the mind that it's in, the more interested I'll probably be. Uh, you know, I've been interested in podcasts for a long time. I started out a couple of years ago with uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I think he was probably the first person I started listening to um, pretty religiously. And, uh, you know, it kind of spiraled out from there. I was really inspired by his show, especially, you know, hey, thanks, Joe Rogan, by the way, for all that you've, you've done for the podcast fear. Because, you know, it was really cool to see somebody who was this average kind of Joe kind of person. And he has people like Elon Musk on and Joey Diaz and Grant Hancock and Sean Carroll. I mean, just such a, a weird, diverse group of people. And it's just this crazy intersection. I love how you can, you know, be flipping through his channel and you'll see an MMA show, a, a comedian come on and then, oh, here we are in, um, you know, physics again. It's it's just really inspiring. And I think that's that's really a great network that he's really created. And, you know, in being inspired by people like him, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts besides Joe Rogan. Um, Eric Weinstein has been um, another major, major influence on my thinking. His uh, show, The Portal, is incredible, incredible. Um, his brother, Brett Weinstein, also has a podcast called The Dark Horse Podcast. You can find that on YouTube, Stitcher. Um, there's also uh, some of the philosophical stuff I like is uh, like Love, Serve, Remember is a foundation created by Ram Das and those around him, Ram Das being one of the great um, Buddhist teachers of the 1960s, big proponent of the LSD movement. He was a psychologist from Harvard and he created this uh, foundation called Love, Serve, Remember, which uh, still holds retreats to this day, still holds uh, teachings and workshops that help people uh, in their spiritual practices and, you know, just generally generally getting through life and uh so that's a great podcast uh, run by ragu marcus um also you know lex friedman has a great podcast coming out of mit about artificial intelligence called the artificial intelligence podcast so you know i really have seen how much is getting out there i've seen how great ideas really amazing ideas have been flourishing in the podcast space as a medium like really no other uh, I think, you know, the future of how we, we deal with information, how we communicate with each other is really in these long form types of podcasts. I think there's this comeback of, you know, kind of this whole radio type voice and listening into something for a long amount of time. I think that, uh, you know, cable's kind of dead. Nobody really cares about <laughs> cable or anything like that anymore. The news is dead. Uh, most people just aren't even tuning in. Their numbers are dropping. And really, I found a home inside of these platforms where... They've really have gotten they've they've really gotten me to think. They've really gotten me to break out of my own thinking and to multiply my perceptions, which is so 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 valuable. So you know, 
that's really what I want Talk Alchemy to embody. That's why I want you to be here to be experiencing this with me. I want to use Talk Alchemy as a way for us to communicate, for us to interact with each other and have wonderful ideas about reality, about the world that we live in, about the universe that we're all a part of. I'm My aim is to bring great conversations to you, filled with great content, full of, full of ideas and concepts that you have never heard before, that you have never even thought about. I mean, I'm, I'm really throwing up the signal for all the weird freaks out there, all, all the people who, you know, have all these questions about life, about reality, about, you know, whatever subject that they are interested in, and want to dive deeper and deeper and deeper and be thinking about it in a very heterodox way. Heterodox thinking, I think, is going to be the name of the game with this podcast. And you're, I, I never want you to leave saying, oh, you know, I've, I've heard all that before. That's, that's, that's interesting. But, you know, that's somewhere else. No, I want to provide the absolute strangest experience for you on this podcast. Really, I think what I want is I want to provide you guys with a psychedelic experience without the psychedelics. I want to I want the conversations that I have on this podcast to completely expand your mind, hopefully expand your consciousness into places you've never even thought possible. That's really what I'm aiming for here. So, you know, um, just if I could create that network for you guys where we could all connect and have an open dialogue about the world, about reality, that's really helpful to us, that helps you get inspired about your life. That's really what I'm hoping to offer with uh, my voice and my thoughts here. And I'm hoping to have a lot of great guests on who are going to give their unique perspectives and let you get in their heads. And uh, hopefully we can create this great network of people who just think differently, think outside of the box. Weird is wonderful. You know, I've found so many times that so many people just don't really think about anything in life. They're so enamored inside of their personal lives and then enamored inside their local culture and then their national culture. It's like, it's like this, this one big onion of different uh, barriers to the world. It's like everything is kind of neatly explained for them. They have, they have a government that they listen to. They have TV shows that they watch. They have uh, music that they're into. And it's like, they kind of build up this whole identity of who they are. And that identity create in turn creates what the world is and it makes these definite claims about everything and in reality we don't know what the world is we don't know what reality is doing here we don't know why any of this is happening whatsoever and you can find the bizarre quality of everything inside of everything now what do i mean by that you know i i truly believe that if you just take the time to look at anything in life if you just sit there with any subject you and just think about it you know run run it through your head i don't care what it is it doesn't i mean you know it could be literature art something in biology you know whatever uh consciousness dreams uh, you know whatever it just it's just interesting how at at the ground level of all these things when you really spin them around in your head there's really no reason why any of them should be happening why any of it is there why i mean what is the true essence of anything 
I mean, you know, why do human beings produce art? Yes, we're creative creatures. What is creativity? Where does creativity come from? I mean, you know, on a philosophical level, why did the universe create creativity? I mean, why is it that we have every style from postmodernism to art deco to, you know, tribal styles? I mean, why is it that in one species there's just so much infinite creativity? I mean, go go look in an art museum and then go to like a flea market and or an antique shop and just look at all the different things from, you know, cigarette lighters to pieces of uh of large paintings and you know ornate frames, uh you know, benches. I mean, everything that is designed why is it that way? Uh, you know, take any, take something else. Take consciousness. Take what's happening to you right at this moment. You listening to me. You taking in the world with your five senses. Why is that occurring? Yes, your brain is doing it. There's, you know, different centers of the brain that process information. You're, you're this finely tool, tuned biological tool that's geared toward perceiving reality in a certain way. But that doesn't really explain why the universe is uniquely set to create a being like you it doesn't really explain why is this happening and i mean maybe there is no reason why it's happening but the fact that it's happening is really interesting i mean you could be having a terrible day the fact that you're having such a a unique day in the universe no matter how terrible it is how how randomly strange that occurrence is on this blue rotating rock that we have called earth and that you're just this you know this primate, something like that from your own perspective, from the corners of your mind with the underpinnings of consciousness in the back of, you know, every point of your being. What is that about? What is any of that about? You know, uh, these are the things I would like to talk about. These are really the things that get me. I mean, these are the things that, that get me high. I get high on ideas like this. I mean, I want to talk to you guys about artificial intelligence and our descent into transhumanism. You know, what? Why, why is it that we're so obsessed with technology? Why is it that we're kind of manufacturing this, uh, this alien partner out of technology in the form of artificial intelligence, replicating, fractalizing our own consciousness into a mode of mind that's going to be this partner forward into the future that's probably going to be the next step of our evolution? Why is it that evolution, biological evolution, takes technology to then perfect itself into these higher tools that are then become self-reflecting in in theory? I mean, you know, if, if we think that, you know, artificial intelligence is going where it's going, it's going to be some type of super general intelligence, then... Why is it that biology creates things like this? Why is that even possible in the cosmos to create this sentient, non-physical entity that we're all gearing up to create? What is that about? Why is it that we're all participating in this global economy that moves technology forward and indirectly creates these massive, incredible, almost magical tools that we coax from the heart of nature. I mean, what is the internet? You know, what are nuclear weapons? What is biotechnology? What are all these things? I mean, there's there's so much interesting content in the world. Uh, you know, we could talk about Plato, Aristotle, Heraclitus, and their philosophies. I would love to dive deep into you about uh, the concept of the Logos. Uh, that's an interesting theological concept of voice throughout nature that informs the entire thing. 
which was then borrowed by religions later. Let's talk about the beautiful artwork, the mystifying artwork of Alex and Alison Gray, who have been centerpieces in the psychedelic community for years, who bring back these images from their visionary experiences that relate to other people's experiences. Incredible, incredible worlds of holographic light, places that are both places and yet beings and hyperdimensional in nature and that are trying to always communicate something to the person experiencing them. Let's dive deep into psychology. I mean, everybody talks about Freud and his, you know, sexual presumptions about the world and about our nature. But you know what? I want to talk about people like Carl Jung and his world of archetypes that he believed governed this oversoul of mankind, the overmind that reaches into each one of us and collectively guides us. Let's discuss the ideas of Marshall McLuhan and his ideas on language and what language was and how the medium of language, whether it was manuscript or news or television or I guess now the internet, how the medium is the message. What does that mean that the medium is the message? These are the ideas that I want to bring to you guys. These are the topics that I am hoping that I can expand your mind a little bit with, that I can show you that the world is incredible. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's strange. It's a beautiful Rubik's Cube, an infinite Rubik's Cube that we may never totally figure out. We probably will never totally figure out, even no matter how long our species survives, which I hope is long into the future. And, you know, one of the biggest things about this podcast that I want to be able to do for you, and the reason I want you to, to bring you the ideas, you know, even though I really want to get these ideas out of my head, I want to find the others when it comes to just all of this type of thinking, all this heterodox thinking. But I want to show people that the way we've been thinking about the world, the way that we've been thinking about reality is wrong. I think, you know, in the modern age, in this in this moment, there's something that we've done to the world, that we've done to society, culture, nature, the cosmos itself, where we're so completely nihilistic about everything. And I think this is what's what's hurting us on a whole, is that there there has been some type of major failure in our society on all levels. I think globally we have failed in some way or another. Um, I think it's the failure of our institutions and the failure of our institutions to be just, be fair with the public, and actually provide ways to actually enrich people's lives. This is where our societies have failed us on many regards. There's just been this huge push towards materialism and consumerism. And if you want to be happy, go buy that car, go buy that house, you know, buy that certain uh, brand of clothing, whatever. These aren't the things that make human beings happy. There's no sense of value with us anymore. There's no sense of um, sacredness in us anymore. And I don't even mean sacredness in a religious sense. What I mean is that the world has been stripped of all its its beauty. It's been stripped of all of its meaning to us. We're told that nothing matters in the world. Everything is dying. It's a decaying world. Even the universe itself is one day just going to decay into heat death or a big crunch or a big rip. And then the whole cycle might start over. It might not. It's just this ridiculous 
disgusting conceptualization of what the world is that from our narrow beaten down lens we've come up with this picture of reality that just to me isn't it's not true i don't believe it to be true um you know it it betrays everything that makes us human it betrays everything that makes life worth living to think about the world in this way the world is incredible the world is right in front of you it's happening to you and in every inkling, like I said before, in every moment, there it's imbued, it's pregnant with this meaning, something that it's trying to communicate to us. I mean, just go sit in a garden. Just go sit in a garden. Look at the flowers. I mean, you know, Buddha once said this where his one of his disciples asked for a teaching and Buddha said nothing and he just held up a flower. Basically, what he was saying to his student was, do you get it? Do you understand what it is what the mystery of it all is how is this happening you know and i'm not saying you have to think about that in a buddhist way or in a religious way no that's not what i'm saying just for god's sakes take back your mind from what these institutions have done to us i mean the object of life shouldn't be status and money you know our the highest echelons of western society have become kim kardashian and these reality tv shows that are robbing us of of spirit they're showing us, oh, you get to the top of, you know, the the mountain in terms of success. And all that's waiting there is vanity. All that's waiting there is, you know, plastic lips and Bugattis and ocean views and houses that cost hundreds of millions of dollars. What is this? This isn't this isn't reality. It's not reality. I mean, what they've built in what what Hollywood, what the mainstream media, what the government has built out is this trap that has gotten us to fall into this loop of consumption, this never ending consumption to try to find a way to make ourselves happy. When what I think the problem is, is that the realm of ideas where our imagination resides, this this peculiar thing about consciousness that it's always trying to self-reflect against nature and back into itself and back out to the universe isn't being tapped into there's no there's just no sense that we live in a really great world anymore i mean you know i'm 25 years old and i'm so amazed at how generally depressed everybody kind of seems i mean i look at my friends i look at people that i interact with i look at people that i've worked with and there's just this kind of general bad taste going around, um, especially right now. I think, you know, especially in our current moment, what we're seeing. I mean, we've never lived through a time like this. There's been, you know, really crazy times in history. I mean, there's been uh, incredible wars, incredible famines, droughts, natural disasters, uh, empires rising and falling, but there's never been a moment like this where we have been so interconnected as a species, where this global community, this global tribe has arisen, and that global tribe, I don't know, it's not figuring out how to actually knit itself together in a in a meaningful, conducive, helpful, frankly, happy and satisfactory way. Um, it's weird how we're so close to each other and yet somehow we feel so separate from each other. There's, there's just nothing. There's no sense of the tribe. There's no sense of the family. There's no sense of the, I don't know, you're even the self gets lost in all of this in trying to understand the current situation. Um, also I'd like to just talk a little bit more about the general nihilism that's felt by everybody at the moment that I was talking about earlier. 
Uh, there's a weird thing that I've kind of noticed that has happened to us as a species, and I don't think it's productive or conducive to going forward. And it's a mental, it's a mental reality that we of the picture we hold of ourselves as an entity on this planet. One of the things that I find really destructive and very disheartening to hear people say, and I've heard it over and over and over at this point, over, I don't know, the, the past, especially over the past maybe 10, 15 years, but I guess it's the fact that, you know, I, I've begun having these conversations with people, these deep conversations um, about, you know, everything going forward, about the state of the planet, about how everything's being handled and managed and, or mismanaged for that matter. People generally have a distaste for humanity as a species. This is like really odd to me, honestly, how one of the animals that has, you know, evolved on this planet, you know, being us being human beings evolving on this planet have come to a point in our existence where we feel like our species is the problem. And... I just don't think this is really helpful. I've talked to many people who I'll be having a conversation with them about the world and all the things going on and how crazy it can get. And one thing I've heard time and time again is that, oh, you know what? Humanity, we're the real problem on the planet. That everything that we do is just destructive. We destroy environments. We destroy ourselves. We commit genocide. We've led this planet into the sixth great mass extinction, which is currently going on, unfortunately. And it's so funny because, like, I see logically how you would think that about us. And you could say, oh, my God, like, we're really this force of chaos and death. And we just take from the planet and continue to, you know, just ravage the surface of our planet and everything on it. And yet I can't help but think that while that's true, why why is it that we don't have any sort of optimism about the future of our species? I mean, if you think about things from a Darwinian perspective, what chance does a species have once it's reached this level of consciousness and self-reflection if it doesn't see a future for itself? If it can't manufacture uh, an identity and collective dream for itself that means more than what we're being served up at the moment it's i mean it's kind of messed up if you really think about it how the average person just says "Ugh, human beings are terrible people are the worst i mean just imagine any other species on the planet having that view of itself where it's gotten to a point where it says oh we, we messed up like this is it like there's nowhere to go from here. It's just getting worse and worse and worse, and they see no end. I mean, you talk to the average person, and you talk to them about an issue like global warming, I get the sense that people don't think we're going to pull out of it, that we don't we don't feel like anything's going to work out. We don't feel like things are going to get better. And that's why I think it's so important to have these conversations, these really eye-opening, mind-opening conversations because i think people need to be broken out of this way of thinking if we're gonna get out of this if we're gonna fashion a lifeboat for ourselves out of the problems that we yes have caused then we actually need to think outside of the box and be hopeful and actually believe that we can do this collectively as a species is that hard harder said than done yes of course it's hard it's going to be a lot of hard work it's going to take every person on this planet putting their best foot forward in some way or another whether it's being kind or you know educating themselves or creating change or you know 
creating technology that helps us along the way or whatever it may be. But we really need to stop thinking of ourselves as something that's not worth it. And this is why I say we have we have to struggle to add meaning back to the human story or else we're lost. I don't really know what else we can say about that. We're just lost. We're a lost cause then we might as well just go quietly into the night and just forget about the entire human enterprise. But, you know, I just want to I want to kind of propose this idea to you of what I think the universe is writing on the wall for us. To me, there seems to be an opportunity and a call to action that the universe is presenting to our species, especially at this moment. You know, I really believe that the universe is a creative problem-solving engine. I think that's what the purpose of the universe is, in some sense, is to simply look out at the landscape of existence and fashion novelty and novel problem-solving skills in the face of adversity and stagnation. I, uh, I truly believe that the universe is always trying to retrofit ways to get control of itself and to move itself forward into greater complexity at all times. So, you know, if you were to take that idea and think about what evolution is on this planet, bio- biological evolution, and how it ended up with us being at the pinnacle of that evolution right now, I think what we're experiencing at the moment is some type of filter. Um, There's a concept in science called uh, the great filter. And it really just explains how species go through multiple trials that they must meet problems with intelligent solutions and adapt to those problems and survive them. So, you know, some uh, one of the great filters has been explained to be like nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons are a great filter for us because... They were something that was so powerful, so destructive that they could have been something that had, you know, we not been careful and uh, and diplomatic on their use. Then, you know, somebody could have just blown somebody else up. It could have caused major problems on this planet, sent the ecosystem into total disrepair. And then, you know, we could have all died. Something like nuclear winter could have happened or something like that. So right now, you know, I think we're just going through more of these filters since we've entered the domain of technology. We've entered the domain of a, an interconnected global community with all of this super complicated technology. I mean, people were monkeys, you know, we're, we're primates. And we've gotten to this point where we can manipulate matter and energy to a, st- to a level. I mean, no, nothing else on this planet can do it even half as well, not even a tenth of as well. It's it's unbelievable to think that primates who had evolved on the grasslands of Africa would then later in time be able to harness something like space flight. It's an incredibly novel thing to have happened in the historical record that a species like us has arisen in the short amount of time that we've been on this planet. So I don't think it's crazy to think that there was going to be a lot of hiccups along the way. But we shouldn't take those hiccups and then say, oh, we're just evil. We're these evil monsters who are just destroying the earth. I think we just have to have more wisdom, more clarity about our situation, and be a little bit less selfish. Although I can't help but think that it's up to each and every one of us to play some type of part in pivoting this human machine to the direction that it needs to go. Apathy, nihilism, just disdain and distastefulness for our species it just has to end i think at this moment what we need more than ever is more consciousness of who we are and how we want the future to be we have the technology we have the culture we have the vision 
that can bring us there. But I think, you know, if each one of us on an individual level is always going to feel victimized by reality and then feel as though there's nothing that can be done and that it's just, you know, a fool's errand to try to save the human species, save this planet and move forward into a greater domain than what we have now, then we've somehow missed the point. Because I think what our species represents is an opportunity that the universe has fashioned on planet Earth to try to do something. I think that, you know, I mean, sure, we can get to a whole conversation about evolution and random mutation, selection, adaptation, all that kind of stuff. A lot of, you know, blatant materialists will tell you, oh, you know, there's no purpose to any of this. And, you know, it's just happening because of mutation, mutation, mutation. And then you get species and all this stuff. But I really believe that in some sense, the universe has manufactured us as a solution to the problems of, you know, how do you how do you get life off of the earth? Well, you're going to need a highly technical species that can perform high energy maneuvers and manipulate matter any way that it wants. I think the universe knows this. I think it knows that it needs to create beings of this sort. I mean, whatever way you think that is, consciously or unconsciously, it's just producing solutions to the enterprise of being. That's all. So I think we're really missing the point if we don't see ourselves as instead of being a toxin, we're really something that has been given the opportunity to be a solution for everything on this planet. We could protect everything on this planet from, you know, uh, extinction events and natural disasters. And, uh, you know, we can create medication and, and help other beings on this planet cultivate a better, more perfect, more stable existence for everything on the planet. But that, that, that just comes down to whether humanity wants to be a locust and just eat everything away and not care or a honeybee and actually give back to the environment, give back to the planet that we find ourselves on. I mean, it's, it's this simple, in my opinion. Uh, we need to change the way we think about things. We need to change what life means to us, what existence means to us, and reevaluate our value system. If we can't see our species as something that is worth saving, that we have to make it imperative that we save ourselves and the planet, then we've missed a huge opportunity, a huge opportunity in the evolutionary and historical record. And I don't believe that that should be our destiny. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be the the road that we pave for ourselves. We should make the most of this opportunity that the universe has given our species and take measures to change course while we have the chance here. By the way, I really hope everybody's staying happy, healthy, and safe right now. I know that the, you know, the coronavirus pandemic, COVID-19, has been wrapping around the globe, and my heart goes out to anybody who's been negatively affected by this, anybody who's been sick, lost somebody, uh, lost their job, their livelihood, just, uh, you know, has gen been generally dealing with stress or anxiety during this time. My heart really does go out to you, and also to anyone uh, in the U.S. or abroad who's been experiencing the social upheaval that the slaying of George Floyd has caused. Um, it's It's a weird time. It's a weird time. It's Strange because now in 2020, for the first time in my life, I feel like we've reached an event horizon where you can't tell what's going to happen next. You can't tell, you know, where the political systems are going, what's going on with the economy. It's like we're we're enraptured inside of 
disease and potential war and economic disaster and recession and all these terrible nihilistic things. I mean, all that the all that's being produced on the upper echelons of our society is negative nihilism, that things aren't getting better, that, you know, even the presidency has it's something that can't be trusted. I mean, not that I think we trusted our government, you know, before this, but it's just over the past four years, it's just gotten extremely ridiculous. And I think COVID-19, as well as the Black Lives Matter movement, as well and George Floyd being uh, slain, that all kind of snowballed into kind of showing us behind the veil that none of these institutions work anymore that they're not up to the task to protect us. They're not up to the task to be honest with us. I mean, we live in a world where the World Health Organization and the CDC can't even get it straight whether you should wear a mask or not. And that's become somehow a political stance. If you go into a grocery store in some places, people will be like, oh, you're a liberal, you're a conservative, based on whether you're wearing a face mask to protect yourself from a disease. This is ridiculous. This And, you know, this goes into another problem that I see that our sense-making apparatus is completely off. We can't make sense of the mountain of information in front of us. You know, you turn on the news. Is it fake? Do you know if a news story is fake? I mean, you know, people are, people are posting all this ridiculous, nonsensical information all the time. And then you go on Google and it'll tell you something completely different. So it's like... There's no trust to be had in the system, but one of the things that I really think is important here, and it goes back to, you know, the mission of the podcast, is that I want you guys to start thinking about interesting topics, strange things, injecting strange ideas into your consciousness, because I think that that is really the way forward. If we can break out of this quasi-crystal that we've been encased in for so long. If we can say, okay, I see things differently. I'm able to think about something and perceive it from, you know, 10,000 different perspectives and come at it in 10,000 different viewpoints. Then you can kind of free yourself from this ridiculous narrative that's currently constricting the public. I mean, it's up to you to sharpen the, the edge of your mind. Use your mind as a blade that you cut through reality with, that you cut through narrative with. And no matter what it is, whether it's what the president is telling you or some other institution or your college or your professor, your boss, your family, and just be able to parse reality out for yourself, that's important. And I think that's how we regain our humanness. Our humanness is that... Where we're feeling emotional, intuitive, creative beings. And we need to water the mind with, with great ideas. That's what it is. Our function seems to be to coax ideas out of ourselves that then we can materialize into the world by spreading them, by creating them. I mean, you know, everything you see in life is the manifestation of the mind. Uh, everything in the human world, whether it's our cities or our fashion, our culture, our media, our our music, our um, art, our history, these things have all been the collective effort of the human mind creating one tapestry throughout time. That's what it is. It's it's one collective tapestry that the, the human spirit has been knitting together to create a story of itself and extrude that story into the universe, make it tangible. So 
in some part, if you want to reclaim your mind, if you want to be happy again, if you want to see a world that's worth living inside of and worth understanding, then please take the time to come here and do your own research as well. I mean, um, I'll just tell you for myself, you know, I've always kind of been a weird person. I've always been a weird kid. I was always into like dinosaurs and deep time and aliens and <laughs> just all sorts of weird stuff. You know, I, I, I've delved deep, dive deep into architecture. I've dived deep into, you know, so many things. I mean, so many. We, it's a long laundry list of interests that I really have. But I just want to be here to tell you that, you know, you have permission to think. You have permission to be yourself. And, you know, just from my own personal life, recently over the past three years, somebody that has been a huge influence in my life who has given me the permission to think the way that I do. And I can actually say, oh, wait, I'm not I'm not crazy. Like, even though nobody wants to talk to me about some of these really strange ideas, I'm not crazy. I just think differently. Was um, the 20th century philosopher and ethnobotanist Terence McKenna. He was a person that was at the center of the psychedelic movement. He gave a, a lot of lectures, mostly surrounding uh, inside of the Esalen Institute in um, Big Sur, California. And his lectures have become a huge, huge library of information online. I mean, if you go on YouTube right now, you can search him up and get the same dose of, of weirdness that I did. I mean, I had never heard somebody talk about the world, about reality, about culture, the way that he did. And he's coherent. He has great ideas. He's scientific about his ideas. He tries to be as rational as possible. And, you know, he really gave me permission to think. I mean, before listening to him, I was so deeply interested in so many things, but I never felt like anybody else was. So I kind of kept it to myself. You know, I could never find anybody who you know, would want to sit there and talk to me about higher dimensions or, you know, want to sit there and talk about the implications of virtual reality into the future or um, how architecture and art is affecting us in this current moment or um, how it mirrors the human spirit, any of those kind of things. So, I mean, when, I, when you listen to someone who just freely talks, who just says, what's on their mind and just says, hey, these are just the things I'm thinking about. Does any of this resonate with you? Does any of this speak to you on every, and any level? I mean, that's what's really interesting to me. How, how do we connect our minds together? How do we create a space where there's no judgment? There's no stupid questions. There's only the, the range of mind and how far you can go with the mind. And, you know, touching on all these topics, I really hope to inspire you guys to better yourselves and better your lives. That's really what I want with this podcast. I really hope that you can come here and listen to something great and leave saying, wow, I feel good because today I actually heard something that was beyond me, that was beyond my perception. And now, you know, maybe that'll linger in your mind for a while, those conversations, and you'll come back for more and more and more and share that, that experience with your friends and your loved ones. So, you know, let's take back the world. Let's make the world mysterious and wonderful again. No more are we going to say, oh, you know, it's a depressing world. It's a depressing life. Everything's terrible and bleak. No, no. Reality is incredible. It is something to be admired. It's something to be pondered on. 
So, you know, really, that's all I wanted to say to you guys today. I just wanted to introduce myself. I wanted to introduce Talk Alchemy to you guys. Hopefully, you'll continue to join me as I explore all these different topics. It's going to be one wild rocket ship ride, so, you know, strap in. I hope to see you guys here next time. And if you want to find me, you can find me on social media. Uh, it's at Talk Alchemy on Instagram and at Talk Alchemy on Twitter. And then you can find me on our website, TalkAlchemy.com. Uh, so yeah, hit me up on any of those platforms. Just, uh, you know, leave me a message. Tell me what you think. Tell me about anything you guys would like to hear about. I'm always up to hear input. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to get this started with you guys. Thank you so, so, so much for listening, taking the time out to be here with me for a little bit today. That really does mean a lot to me, guys. Thank you so much. And until next time, just stay weird, guys. Talk to you later. Bye now.